This is a Swarm Media production. When everyday life throws all kinds of jackassery at you, the Captain and Spam Chucker are here to bust balls and talk about it. Conspiracies, politics, sports, news, kids, family life. It's gonna get deep. Welcome to the Phone Tag Pod. We know things. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Welcome into the Phone Tag Pod. Normally it's the captain and spam chucker, but tonight... I was talking about a family earlier on in a different episode and how awesome the kids are, they're fucking polite as hell, and all that happy horse shit. And I know you're all jealous, I know it, but anyway. Uh, so I'm here with uh, the father of those kids, Sparkle Balls. Sparkle Balls, say hi. Well, hello. This is Sparkle Balls. We get together and we drink and we shouldn't because I got to be to work in like four hours. Okay, five hours. Uh... We're just sitting out here in the same spot where I normally sit in. Not normally. A lot of times you hear me in my fucking car. All kinds of noise. And I'm not going to apologize for the noise, because if you've been listening to this podcast, you already know that by now. So fucking get over it. So I'm sitting in my uh, little swing next to Sparkle Balls. <laughs> it's more like a hammock. Could be. Uh, Sparkle Balls is an electrician. And I am not. I hate electricity. Electricity sucks. Because I could fuck it up. But he doesn't because he knows what he's doing. Until I get all drunk. Yeah, like to, like now. And then I got to go wire a house tomorrow. And these million dollar houses are going to be wired by some drunk fuck. Hungover sparkle balls. You're welcome. Yep. So Spam Chucker, when you listen to this, this is sparkle balls. Uh, I'll talk to you about him off the podcast. But this could be a good thing, because we need a third party. So one night we need, we need to get drunk, and then so I can dial you up, and we can have our little episode, and then we can put it in Patreon, and people can fucking pay for a live episode. That's what we're going to do. But anyway, uh, real quick, send us in your fucking stories, comments, whatever about life, phonetagpod at gmail.com, or click in the episode description on that little fucking link, and you can leave us up to a 60-second voicemail, and we'll put them on the podcast. And you can have a chance to win some free fucking t-shirts or whatever. Okay? So we're just sitting out here tonight shooting the shit. This night started off with uh, Sparkle Balls coming over uh, to pick up his kids. And that was like 19 hours ago. And he was going to go home. And we got into conversation and started drinking. Yeah, but, but this is a normal night for us. So we, I come over to pick up my kids or drop them off. Hang out with the kids and, you know, the adults get talking. And here we are talking about how we gotta go to work tomorrow and the headache we're gonna have and we shouldn't be out here but we are and what were you drinking when you came over uh makers and coke oh and i switched to captains and coke yes because that's what i got and i'm staring at this damn caution tape out in front here <laughs> that's what we're talking about thinking then. about this maintenance man with his live power just laying across the fucking ground and the kids can't play on the concrete that's really beautiful and perfect for jump roping. And here we are, 
and every night I hear and he's like, you know, I love this place. I love how we met you guys and we're just, we came to this trailer park slash campground slash, it's not. They're like, I moved up here from the cities and we're up in, we're, we're up in northern Wisconsin where there's fucking nothing. It's just tourists. That's it. And when I came up here, I came up here as a tourist originally. Thinking, oh, I get to go move where, you know, I was always told you never move where you want vacation. And, and people come from all over the world to vacation here. That's what they do. It's the Cape Cod of the Midwest. That's what we are up here. We're drunk as fuck. We have no clue what's actually going on because we live in this fantasy world of tourists come in, tourists leave, and they bring a bunch of money, and we make it, and then they leave again, and we get to be happy over that. But I tell you what, I moved up here as coming up as a non-tourist. I fucking hate the tourists. Hate it. I drive all over the county. I'm an electrician wiring up these million-dollar houses. And I don't like any of these people. And the schools up here are amazing. But ultimately, it's really weird. It's really weird up here. I live in a trailer park campground with these people. And we're white trash as hell. There's no lie about yeah. it. Like Gated trailer park community. It's white trash. <laughs> it's a white trash gated community. There's there's meth. It's here. Like I'm pretty sure there's bed bugs just climbing from trailer to trailer if I really wanted to break it down. I don't know this. I don't have bed bugs that I know of. Do you? No, again, this is an opinion. Uh take it for what you will. But I do enjoy hanging out with uh Sparky Balls, right? I don't know, maybe that just changed, but Sparky Balls is what we're going with now. <laughs> I'll take it. They are sparkly. It's funny how uh <clears throat> So before we, we sold our house, uh, my mother-in-law lives in this gated trailer park trash community. <clears throat> and uh, we had these bikes that my kids used. There was really nothing wrong with them other than one needed some air in the tires. And I didn't want to fuck with it. So I'm like, okay, trailer park, put them out in front of my mother-in-law's house. There will be some kid there that needs it. And I'm not going to just give it up for scrap. Uh, there's a kid that will need it. So, before we even met Sparky Balls and his family, uh, his kids saw the bikes, said, can we have these? Yep, take them. See you gone by. And then, uh, come to find out a week or two fucking later, this is the family we meet. Well, and there's a reality, though. You, you, you sold your house. Your mother-in-law moved here. You became stationary temporarily, and... Explain yeah. this stationary temporarily. Well, here, here <laughs> you are. Fuck? Here you are. You're locked in, dude. You are locked into a white trash community. And it's funny because a lot of people move in, but they don't ever plan on staying. And here they are, you know. Um, and here you are. You're still here. You moved in over there, and now you live over here. Uh, and for those Same of you community. just listening, since we don't have video over there, is about 300 yards uh, to our, let's say, 10 o'clock. Okay? That's where we're sitting right now in this fucking swing. Ooh, just got quiet. That noise you heard in the background was the air conditioner running, and now it's gone. And there's a car driving by right now. I mean, 
this podcast is so fucking stupid. But but white trash ACs run a lot louder. We are like, you know, we're just trying to be fucking relatable, man. And that, you know, we are <laughs> Most pretty of America might be able to really fucking relatable. <laughs> and let's live in an actual gated community. If that's the case, and you got sprinklers that pop up in your yard when it's time to water them, fuck you. Yeah. You make too much fucking money. You know, but if you want to listen to this podcast, I love you. And you know, when we try to water our yard, we just send the kids out to piss in the yard. Pretty much, like we like it when our yard doesn't grow, because then we have to cut the son of a bitch, and we don't have time for that. Yeah. We want to pl- fucking play with our kids. No, but in all seriousness, um. It's it's not what you'd ever think it would be. You look at trailer parks and it's stereotypical. The tornado wipes them up, and they're in Kansas. You know, um, I do have to say this is honestly a pretty nice trailer park, actually. Right, it, it is. Um, when my my wife, I'm still married. She lives in the cities down south. He's married to his wife. <laughs> thank you. So, <laughs> she probably wouldn't appreciate this very much. She ain't gonna fucking listen. Hopefully not. But she goes, you're gonna move into a trailer park? And I said, well, let's go check it out. So we drove up, and it's a two hour drive, and we come up here, and I'm like, yeah, it's trailers, but it's more like a neighborhood. It and is. It, like I said, it's like a giant fucking campground, it is. isn't it? It is. And the fact of the matter is, is, when we look at when you look at the footprint of a house, it it eats up a whole lot of property, and I think that's part of the actual issue with how people live nowadays is we take up so much, and I I have I have two storage units full of shit. You walk in there, I give a shit if you burn down half of it, right? But I own all this crap, and then I come and I have my now trailer. And I'm finding out that I'm probably content with living in a smaller place. Not with my wife and all of our kids, but, you know, for what we have right now and we're transitioning, it works out for us. But it, it's, it's different. It's different than living in, in a city or an apartment or having this big footprint that you live in that you have to maintain. Um... But the people that you live with in these communities like this, the mental health issues are fucking unreal. I've never dealt with so much mental health in my life. Uh, that's because I'm not a counselor. But well, you move in here and it's fucking terrible, dude. And that's pretty much everywhere, though. And I don't want to get really too political in this fucking episode. No, uh, but you know what? One thing I think we can all agree on is no matter what you pay for... For fucking insurance and all this happy horse shit, mental health should be free. Absolutely. It should not be one of the most expensive things on the fucking planet. Where it's $250 to go and sit with a fucking therapist for an hour. And then if you want to try to check into a bed somewhere or check a family member into a bed... It's like fucking $3,000 a day or whatever the fuck. It's so... Stupid. It, it's 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 absolutely absurd that we charge for most medical procedures, let alone mental health, which is only brought on by our society in itself. 
our society should pay for it. That's just my opinion. I'm not trying to go liberal. I'm not trying to go political. What I'm trying to say is we have men, we have health issues that need to be taken care of, and mental health is a big one. And I tell you, if if my neighbors didn't have to worry so much about the bills they have to pay for their medications and their mental health, you know what? You can't avoid political when you talk about this. It's just it is what it is. It is. It. it there's no reason that people are going bankrupt or losing their place or having to having to succumb to a white trash trailer park. Well, I noticed because that they like, can't afford anything else because their medications alone. I noticed that politicians 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 uh, chew my favorite kind of gum. What is that? Fuck them. I love fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck politicians. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking stupid. And then you you can jump into all kinds of other shit. You want to get into the marijuana topic? Spam chucker, uh, after this little segment's done, done, you can jump into this because you live in fucking Oregon where fucking mushrooms and everything's legal. Well, this is sparkly testicles. And oh, yeah. I love sparkly my balls, by the way. Oh, yeah. You don't I'm even sorry. know your you fucking name. You changed my name, and I, I'm not sure where I'm at now. But I can't jack you for this because, uh, oh, this guy just fixed our dryer door. Because I don't know if I explained this earlier, but to fucking open up the wash machine, you open a dryer door and it opens the wrong fucking way. Give me six drinks, I'll fix it. And well, I already did. And you did. I gave you six drinks and you did. Uh, so now our dryer door is correct. So shout out to Sparkly Balls. Yeah, it's not so white. Shout out Sparkly Balls. Uh, anyway, Spam Chucker, <laughs> where you live, shit's fucking basically illegal. But you also had to deal with, uh, oh shit, now I can't think of it. What was that? That community that this fucking group started that uh, was like uh, an autonomous zone. Portland. You gotta love Portland. He's close to Portland. He lives in, wait, I don't want to fuck this up. I always say Oregon. I think it's Oregon. It's it's Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Well. We're not the professionals on that. Spam Chucker can be the professional on that because that's where he fucking lives. He actually... Did you ever hear of D.B. Cooper? No. Kid Rock song? D.B. Cooper and all the money he took. Cooper is... D.B. Cooper, he's the guy back in the 1900s somewhere where he fucking got on a plane and then he hijacked it, but he wasn't violent. He was really nice. There's actually interviews out there if you go look look it up on YouTube. Uh... There was a flight attendant, Tina was her name. He requested like some parachutes and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and then he jumped out of the plane. Nobody knew when he jumped out. They never found him. Never found him. They found some of his money, actually not that long ago, buried along a river somewhere, and the serial numbers match and all that happy horseshit. And uh He he was just never found. And like a typical union member. It was kind of it's kind of a conspiracy theory but not because it happened but he didn't get caught and nobody really knows ever who he was. Hmm. Just done, gone. But the funny thing is after that they changed all the laws at airports because when he checked in, you didn't even have to have a valid ID. You just go up there and tell him a name. I'm pretty sure in most countries you don't need a valid ID to get out. Well, you do now, but but back then, you didn't. I think it's just America. I think that was the whole 9-11 scare and that was the TSA takeover. 
Well, that's a whole other. I mean, another political theme. We um, could we could get uh, conspiracy. But I do love through. the way Kid Rock writes his songs. Yeah, yeah he no. you know he talks about a lot of like uh, DB Cooper and all the money he took. Let's yeah. write in his fucking song. Yeah, you know I'm not gonna give Kid Rock a lot of clever nobility. He just but, did. That's not even a clever nobility. What the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> I've been drinking. You gave me all the drinks, but I do know that. Yeah. Fuck no, I did. He, Swig he, a captain. He, <laughs> almost gone. He does reference a lot of famous people, like White Boy. Uh, that was you guys have all seen that, right, on Netflix. White Boy is uh, that notorious know. drug dealer from the hood in Detroit. He was the only white kid in Detroit at the time, and he was selling drugs to all the whole all the gang members and you know the black community. And he's the one that ran down Detroit. And realistically, he didn't do a damn thing. You guys have seen the documentary. If you haven't, you should check it out. But Kid Rock was clever enough to bring him into his songs, and you guys know this. Um, so. Anyway, back to Cooper. Yeah, D.B. Cooper and all the money he took. I mean, if you don't like it, uh, we have a podcast, Spam Chucker and I. I know I brought this up before. It's called Sinister Nation, and we talk about conspiracy theories, true crime, and all that kind of happy horse shit. And we'll be launching that back up pretty soon. There is a three-part series on db cooper on there if you want to go check it out now subscribe so then when we launch that shit back up again you can set your notifications and uh you can hear all our shit and just know if you were disappointed in this podcast you should be because this got brought on to me at like yeah i said hey uh, at night we're going, fucking hey, drinking and we're gonna fucking podcast here we go hit play yeah here and we go. so now here i am stuck talking and i'm not quite sure what to talk about because he caught me about three hours too late Actually, I hit record, not play. Oh, I'm so... I hit play earlier so you could listen. Oh, that, that was the listening yeah. part. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're yeah. recording now. Yeah. Okay. Sitting in the fucking... Oh, troublemaker? Shh, we have neighbor Neighbors are outside. They have dogs, and they fight all the time. But you know what? These neighbors are kind of cool because my mother-in-law pulled into the vacant lot next door uh, yesterday or the day before where you're not supposed to be because there's no trailer there anymore. And the neighbor said, hey, you're not supposed to park there. And my mother-in-law said, I don't give a fuck. And he said, neither do I. And she said, the maintenance man is a fucking douche. And he said, I agree. I don't like him too. So I kind of like my neighbor, even though he has annoying dogs. But he thinks the maintenance man is a douche and he doesn't give a fuck either. So neither do I. And I know you don't have a strong opinion of it, but since this is an opinionated podcast, he does have a giant snake on a flag that is curled up, and it says, don't tread on me, but fucking snakes don't have shoes. I'm just saying. Badoom. <laughs> By the way, I hate fucking snakes. Yeah, fuck if I see a snake, I'll fucking run like a little bitch out of here. See you, bye. Right. <clears throat> I think he's trying to run me out. All right, well, I mean, let us know your opinion on, on this segment. But a spam chucker, when you listen to this, uh, we get a hook up pretty soon, like actually live, and uh, do this little podcast I thing. Think we need to do a skit about KY Jelly. No, no KY Jelly. All right, for Sparkly Balls and the Captain, we're out.
bye bye I grew up in a trailer park, uh, spent years living in one, and I actually loved it. I really did. I, I know exactly what you mean when you talk about, like, has this kind of a camping community vibe type thing. You know, you kind of know where everybody's at, but everything seems to, the streets almost like a campground. I remember riding, we used to ride, you know, of course the whole, the whole uh, trailer park, you know, was kind of a, uh, it has its its streets, you know. It kind of basically has a circle, more or less, around the perimeter, and then you got the little cross streets, and then each one of the, you know, that goes all the way through to the other side of the uh, circle, and then you have uh, little cul-de-sacs all over those. And you learn, I don't know, you, you just you learn where people live for some reason. I think more than you do in the burbs. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun riding bikes. Uh, I was right at the right age. I think we lived there till I was like 10 and uh, did a lot of bike riding around those those areas and we had a giant park out front that we used to play football in it was football or bike riding was, you know as much as uh, we spent you know every day outside till uh, till the street lights came on basically and then it was time to go home so uh my neighbor was actually popeye uh like yeah the real popeye one of them like one of the really famous one uh oh geez william randolph or something i can't remember the guy's name exactly i always forget it but uh he uh, was an old guy lived about three trailers down from us and used to come out and do his impressions you know olives <laughs> whatever the hell and uh he did, you know, Brutus, and he did uh, even olive oil, I believe. And mostly we just kind of thought he was a nutty old guy, and so we fucked with him a little bit, you know. He actually put a uh, put a, a, a piece of astroturf. If you're not familiar with that, it's just a little green carpety fucking substance. Uh, anyway, uh, I know you know what I'm talking about here. So, he put one of those in his front yards with like a, it had a hump under it, you know, basically what the guy did was, you know, just didn't pull it out flat, left a, a hump most of the way through it, and he told us damn kids that he, uh, he told us kids that he had an alligator under there, sorry, I'm eating a freshly warm right out of the oven dripping with icing cinnamon roll and anyway yeah we we all gathered up on the street corner there us on our bikes you know the, looking like stranger things over here and we all decided that it was me that was gonna ride his bike through the yard and over the alligator to prove whether it was real or not so of course I did and as it turned out there really was an alligator under there poor Timmy you should have seen his face just kidding now of course there was no alligator but anyway 
a few years later he showed up on the uh, on the local news and he was in the newspaper because he was signing autographs at the state fair and everything and he really was Popeye one of the original original voices black and white I want to say it was like William Rand Randolph or something like that I, I, I feel like that might be wrong but that was my time at the trailer park it was a lot of fun as a child could not tell you as an adult that's would be a whole different ball game mental health you know I had uh, still have a little bit but I had really debilitating uh, agoraphobia panic attacks and shit really messed me up for years I'm pretty pretty much back to normal now but uh, as far as mental illness I don't know how it is over on your guys's end there you know you're more east coast where I'm over here on the west coast and I I know there are differences you know like for instance I had never heard of a hammock a hammock I have never heard of in my life I am quite familiar with hammocks those are uh, very popular around here people like to lay in their hammocks but hammocks I am not sure of and of course I'm just pointing uh, or poking fun here uh, of your accent you know it reminds me of the uh, like khakis over here on the west coast you know those are those are pants yeah, light brown pants uh, like a slack kind of and in like for instance the New England it's just your it's your car keys anybody seen my khakis I gotta drive home somebody's got me khakis all right I don't know the New Englanders actually sound like a weird Englishman it was about four feet tall but whatever uh, okay I digress uh, mental health so again I don't really know how it is over there for you guys but over here we used to have when I was growing up uh, rather famous and of course the state's largest uh, insane asylum mental hospital I guess is what they would call it and uh, and there was and this is the big one you know like the state the state one and so it was like full-on hospital wings and all the whole full meal deal and there were several several other well-known ones that were definitely smaller in scale more I would say like nursing home size versus you know gigantic hospital with the helicopter landing pad on the roof size uh, however they were still you know reputable well-known places well the big one it was called Damish and it it actually had a really bad past they 
they uncovered some really bad, like, torturous abuse. And you can imagine, uh, this was a really old hospital, so you're probably talking, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s and shit when they were lobotomizing people with a screwdriver up their nose and shit, you know, so shock therapy and all that crap they were doing back then, just just horrifying abuse, and some of that was uncovered. I don't know if, I don't know if that uh, somehow led to the demise of the hospital or, or caused a snowball effect or anything like that. I don't know if it was funding, I don't know if it was political. Uh, I don't know if the closing of the hospital actually had to do, I mean, I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I don't believe that they were shut down because of abuse. Uh, I believe that, you know, I, I don't know about the, 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 at the time, the current, uh, staff and administration and all that, but... I, they definitely had uncovered uh, past abuse. So I don't remember if the current, before it was closed down, staff was involved in any of that or not exactly. I don't, it, what I'm, my point is, I don't remember exactly why it was closed down. But it did definitely have a, uh, a dark past. But that place is gone. It's been bulldozed years ago and something else is built on top of it. Uh, all of the other smaller ones I was talking about are gone or are currently abandoned buildings. So over here, I have noticed that all of our mental care, mental health facilities, asylums, and mental hospitals and that kind of thing, uh, you know, and I'm sure, I wouldn't doubt that it was politically used in nature to, I don't know. Anyway, forget about that. The point is, they closed all this shit down and just dumped all the fucking mentally ill people into the streets. And now they are, are either on the street or they're in jail if they don't have, like, a family member or something that, some kind of support system that takes care of them. And, you know, some of these people, as much as I hate Big Pharma, some of these people are just, a, a you know, a prescription away from some semblance of normality and so you know like if they if they did actually truly have and then, and then there's some of them that literally don't have any support and cannot take care of themselves you know in, in safely take care of themselves or say you know or even be out on the street for other people's safety and some people you know if you got a if you got a guy that just stares at a light post and mumbles all day every day uh, you know you're gonna you know like in a trance and so the proper hospital you know could either medicate him or at least make sure that he's fed and hydrated you know in other words he wouldn't take care of himself at all incapable because all he does is stares at a lamppost he has no other functionality left in life, you know, at least not without some some drug. Now, I hate Big Pharma. I really do. I know it does work sometimes. So that is that is true. And the, the science is, can be pretty cool if it's not fucking perverted and molested into something fucking creepy. Uh, 
Uh, you know, I don't even take aspirin, man. I, I have to have a splitting headache. Splitting. Like, hands on both sides of my head splitting in order to take an ibuprofen. It's the truth. I don't take cold medicine when I have a cold. I don't take anything when I have the flu. When I have a cold, I fucking eat zinc. I go by zinc. Zinc molecules stick to the fucking cold molecules and don't let them replicate or fucking procreate or fucking recreate or whatever the hell it is. Um... So it stops the, the cold dead in its tracks. And I don't need all the other bullshit that's fucking throwing the effinephromephrin, whatever the fucking stephanephrin, you know, fucking make up whatever you want, the flim flam flam a ding dong. Uh, I don't need that shit. What I need is the zinc to fight the fucking shit. That's it. And that's the natural thing. So I go to the store, I get the fucking zinc. I buy the zinc, I use the zinc. That's it. I get the flu, I use the zinc. I wash my hands a lot more when I have the flu. I brush my teeth and I swish and spit with fucking... Um, hydrogen peroxide which also kills the fucking shit out of germs real quick and then, uh, and then I swish and spit water right after that do not take medical advice from me on that but the zinc does work seriously it's, uh, it's scientifically proven and it's one of these things that I feel like I don't need your version of something to, that's zinc like that does the same kind of thing as zinc when there's zinc it's like making fucking, you know, we want to, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Not synthetic. Synthetic. So we want to make synthetic weed. We want to, we want to make synthetic weed. And I'm like, why? There's, a, there's weed right over there. It's just growing. You can grow it. It's already here, the real stuff. Why do I want your fake copy bullshit? Are you going to somehow make it cheaper? No, it's pretty fucking cheap, man. Uh, you know, so I don't get the flu shot. I don't get any of this shit. I just, you know, I, during flu season, I do, I wash my hands a lot more and I'll even once in a while eat a zinc just for the fuck of it. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of big pharma at all. I just think that they, they throw drugs at people diagnosis anymore it's almost like the fucking news the news isn't these aren't journalists anymore they're commentators they're giving you commentary they're just fucking they're not reporting factual news uh, and these doctors your kids coming in hey, he's a little fucking hyperactive well there you go here's some fucking Ritalin bing I don't know if you remember that that was a gigantic craze they were throwing fucking Ritalin at every fucking kid. Oh, you got a, you got ADD, man. Yep, you got ADD, man. Yep, you got ADD. Your kid's got ADD. Your kid's going through a pretty common hyperactive fucking phase in their life that they have to naturally learn. Their body does actually, and their mind does actually learn to and does get through and makes the evolution naturally. You start throwing drugs at it, you're fucking that process up, and, you know... You're lucky if it happens naturally, and if it does happen naturally after throwing drugs on it, it's not really natural then, though, is it? So, yeah, I think that most things... Most things can be uh, dealt with on a... You know, I'm not like a fucking... You'd be out fucking praying to the fucking trees and, uh, you know, drinking some leaf tea and praying to Wiccan witches or something. Uh, but there are some natural shit that is is true, like zinc, for instance. I mean, fucking, it's it works great. And 
you know, they throw so much drugs at our kids, and now they've closed all the mental health facilities. And now where are these people at? They're either on the street or they've committed a crime now, probably due to their illness alone, uh, that now has them in jail instead of in a mental health facility trying to actually get help with their mental facility. You know, there are countries that uh, when you're busted with drugs, you got to go to like a rehab. And they have giant success rates just by treating the drug addiction instead of throwing them in jail for whatever amount of time and then you let them back out and their addictive personality naturally drives them right straight back so the prison system's a racket man it's a money making system private prisons and shit that's fucked up you know that's really uh, corruptible but yeah, so I don't know. Did you guys, you guys still got your giant state mental hospitals, your giant state asylums and shit? Or are those kind of gone? And now you just have, you know, I mean, what, what's, what's the big thing? What's your big mental facility? Do you guys still have one or are your ears gone too? I mean, the fucking homeless population down here, well, it doesn't help that they invite everybody and say, yeah, we'll fucking let the homeless do whatever they want here. Uh, that doesn't help because you got people bussing in from out of town it's not just the homeless here it's fucking the homeless from everywhere because they said here they'll take care of you so free shit is uh, very enticing to people that don't want to fucking do anything no I'm not being mean I say this out of fucking absolute and, and truthful experience I happen to know for a fact a study that was conducted by a close personal friend of mine uh, through a huge organization building a tiny home for homeless people and the hundreds of people they interviewed they all said the same thing hell no I don't want that I don't want the responsibility I like what I got going on right now I don't have any responsibility blah 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 you know and they literally had a hard time finding anyone to take this fucking tiny home this was this was a thing they were going to it was like a contest. They were going to end up giving it away to a homeless person. I think they eventually did, but, you know, I mean, there are homeless people, homeless families that need help, that are looking for help, that are trying to get back on their feet, and, you know, those people, those people are the ones that deserve the help and, you know, that I would, I would love to help. If you're just fucking living off the system and you're admitting to it, I don't want to pay for this, I don't want to pay for that, I don't want to work, I don't want to own this, I don't want to own that, then I don't want to give you any money. How about that? You know, but if someone's struggling, fuck yeah. Anyway, I digress once again. So, back to my point. Uh, yeah, do you have mental facilities? They are closing down, they have shut down all the mental facilities here years ago. And so there's nowhere for any of them to go. But the streets, jail... Or if they're lucky, they might have a family member that could take care of them for a while, depending on how severe it is. Hey, Sam Tucker, this is the captain back here. Uh, you're going to hear a little noise in the background for me, too. Uh, getting some shirt orders ready and lined up for my guy getting here. Start helping. So you don't worry, you don't fucking apologize for noise in this podcast. Spammy. 
we are busy people just trying to podcast, make a fucking living, and hopefully eventually make a living off of podcasting, and due to certain circumstances and situations, we can't always just sit down and have a fucking podcast. So, anyway, about your mental health, um, I think... It depends to the, the degree that you're talking. I mean, <clears throat> around here, we have, uh, well, they're all almost about 45 minutes away, but we we do have, like, mental health-type places. They're not like they used to be, like what you're talking about, the old asylums and all that sort of shit. They have, they're almost like, uh, you know how you got those fucking homes? For old people, for the old people too, uh, that are almost like small apartments. Like they each get their own place, their own apartment or whatever, but they have common areas and shit like that. Uh, that's kind of what the the mental health facilities are around here, and there there actually are quite a few of them. Uh, you can rent a bed. I guess is what they call it. But here's the problem. And what I was getting at. <laughs> if you have... I know... Okay. Here, here's the I know somebody that uh, is a self-injurer. Not like... Too bad, but they cut. They cut uh, themselves. Uh, they cut their arms. Often at least to a hospital visit. And stitches. And <clears throat> this person has been actually clean for a couple of years now, but, uh, they, they were trying to get into a mental health place, you know, um, <coughs> you know, they're, I really don't know how to go about this. The bottom line is, is this person was at, you know, in and out of community programs as counselor, therapist, and shit like that. Um, this person was trying to, you know, getting back to their old ways. Uh, they hadn't cut yet, but they were, like, thinking about stealing and gambling again, which is another thing. And <coughs> this time, instead of just going and doing that, this person uh, was trying to check themselves in. And basically... The insurance kind of fucking said, they kind of determined that <clears throat> nothing was real bad. Uh, it really wouldn't fucking help. You know, they wouldn't cover. And you're talking, I, it's a couple, it's $3,000 or something a month or a week or something fucking stupid like that. And this is what I'm talking about. You know, people are, this person was trying to get help, but apparently because they didn't fucking do anything yet, or cut themselves, or whatever, uh, it's not a high priority. So this is my problem, and how much mental health costs. I am not getting into all the fucking politics of, you know, big pharma, and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, oh, we should have free health care for all, blah, 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 and all this sort of shit. But one thing I am saying 
is we should have free mental health. I, maybe that's just my opinion, but <clears throat> free mental health, this leads to all kinds of all, all kinds of shit. I'm not just talking about like the person that I was involved with. This also results all our veterans. You know, how many veterans commit suicide on a daily fucking basis? You know, a, a lot of it could be because they would be too embarrassed to get mental health. <clears throat> I don't know. Could be the fucking price because the government uh, doesn't like to help out our veterans, which has been a problem in this fucking country forever. You know, go over there, go over fight wars and fucking <clears throat> run through war zones and all kinds of this bullshit. And then when you come back, fuck you. Nah, that kind of stuff needs to change. Not sure who can do that, who will do that. They all say they're gonna do that until they get in. And then they change their narrative and their agenda and all that happy horse shit. I don't have to explain to you all that. But my take is mental health should be free. If not free, it should be a lot fucking cheaper. That's my take on that. Out. D.B. Cooper, yeah, that's uh, that's right here in my area, man. Just a few miles down the road where he got on the airplane and signed his name, Dan Cooper. Uh, I believe that was 1974, and as you mentioned, yes, they found, I believe, somewhere around 5800 bucks in three little wrapped stacks. Uh, still had the little bands on them. And uh, out of the $200,000, uh, around about, uh, not a dollar bill besides the 5800 or so dollars found ever turned up in circulation. So somewhere out there might be a fella hanging in a tree by a parachute with a bag full of cash. Or maybe he hit, the, hit Lake Merwin and went straight to the bottom and was washed down the river and never to be seen again somewhere his bones are spread in the murky depths of the river systems through the northwest uh, hard to say since they don't know when he jumped um, maybe he made it you know yes uh, D.B. Cooper country here also Bigfoot country they may be in cahoots, I have a theory, but uh, that's for another episode. Um, so, Kid Rock. You mentioned the D.B. Cooper lyrics were in uh, Kid Rock song. Well, I will tell you, my friends, I actually met Kid Rock. And uh, I won a radio contest to have dinner with the Hooters girls in Kid Rock. Uh, backstage and uh, I won and so I took my brother and we went and met Kid Rock and had dinner with the Hooters girls and whatnot <clears throat> and then had uh, a cushy little VIP area up in the balcony right off the corner of the stage it was very nice they allowed you to film with your phone but not with a camera and 
so I was there and uh, I decided to film a little bit of Kid Rock on the stage, you know, right over there. He was a, right over on the corner by us. Great shot. So I uh, recorded that and then uh, I looked down and one of the security guard guys was, like shining a fucking flashlight at me. And so I kind of turned my phone down to record him. And then I uh, went back to recording uh, Kid Rock. Anyway, I sat down. <clears throat> and then I see that the guy comes upstairs to the uh, balcony where we're at. And he looks over at me and kind of gives me the uh, come over here thing, you know. And I, I kind of look around, look to my left, look to my right. And then I look at him. I'm like motioning me. And he's like, yeah, you know, come here. And so I walk over to him. He's like, I'm like, what's up? He's like, follow me. I'm like, okay. I mean, this is just weird as shit. It's out of the blue. So we start walking down the stairs. Then we turn. We start walking down the other stairs. And the other stairs. And the stairs down by the side of the stage. And then he opens up the fucking doors. And it's the back alley. And I stopped before I stepped outside the doors. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? You know, he's like, I told you no cameras. Fuck, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? You know, I'm just like, what in the fuck are you even talking about? And uh, then just right at this moment, one of his other security guard buddies comes up and, like, hits him in the shoulder. And he's like, that's not the guy. So a guy behind us actually had a camera and was taking pictures and he somehow thought it was me mixed all up and this fucking douchebag uh didn't even didn't even say anything he just took off with the other guy to to go get that other guy and uh just left me standing there and then uh, the doors closed and i walked back to my fucking seat it's just like that was fucking weird and they wouldn't even have known my brother would have been sitting in his seat and i just would have been gone and so yeah it was some fucking bullshit but in any case, I didn't end up getting thrown out, so I had a pretty good time after all, and an interesting story to tell about it afterwards. So that's my uh, that's my take on the uh, on the Kid Rock there and the DB Cooper. Now, marijuana, marijuanicals. Uh, yes, it is uh, legal here. It was medically legal first, and now it is like... You can't go to your local 7-Eleven or Plant Pantry or whatever and just grab some, but they, they have their own stores all over the place, like you have a liquor store or something like that. Uh, they're on every fucking street corner now, like just as many 7-Elevens as there are weed shops. So, yeah, you can walk right in and be like, Ooh, I'll take uh, I'll take $25 of the uh, Platinum Kush, please. Oh, and give me a gram of the ice cream cake there, Woody. Is that Indica? Oh, is that 27%? Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'll take that. And uh, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. I actually uh, I use it quite medicinally myself, to be honest with you, uh, with my anxiety issues and whatnot. It keeps me at a nice even keel. keeps me kind of chill. So I do a lot of smoking, uh, like Cheech and Chong, a lot of smoking. Uh, but again, it's uh, you know I'm I'm not using any of the drugs that uh, any of the many drugs that were prescribed to me for my anxiety and agoraphobias and PTSDs and all that shit. Um, so this kind of does the work for most of that for me. 
and uh, having it available is quite nice. And it, I also, you know, enjoy the flavor. I enjoy getting high. Uh, I don't typically like get retarded, but uh, so if you want to know a little bit about some weed, what we got? <clears throat> sorry about that. What we got uh, going on over here? Yes, you see, if you if you ever end up uh, smoking the the devil's lettuce there, uh, you got two choices basically. You have a million different flavors and strains and whatever. But the two basics are sativa and indica. And a sativa is a more energetic kind of you know foot tapping, you want to get up and do something, kind of, you know, like a, you got to work on your car kind of thing, get stoned. Uh, sativa also, though, uh, you know, is, is that one. Yeah, also, you can get a little paranoid if you smoke too much of that one. And uh, so indica is kind of the opposite. If you smoke too much indica, you'll be on the couch with a bag of Cheetos and uh, trying to stay awake while watching Star Trek reruns or something. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm a highly functioning stoner. Uh, just like I said, I use it medicinally. I'm pretty much stoned while, mostly just while I'm awake. I don't usually smoke while I'm sleeping. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, I I highly recommend it, fellas. As soon as it's open, you you got even if you're not a pot smoker, you got to go take out a little tiny puff in the garage one night and, and giggle, and uh, you know that's fun. If you want some advice on how to do it, I'll I, I will definitely help you because um, there are rules, unwritten rules, but there are rules nonetheless. Uh, like you don't want to drink and then smoke I don't know if you remember the first time or two that you drank too much and that you got the spins you got the spins so bad you're laying on your bed but you got to put your le one leg off the bed on the floor just to make sure that you're holding on to the earth still um, yeah that's a, that's a pretty quick way to get there I kind of uh, I, I do one or the other if I'm going to have some drinks I don't typically smoke until I'm ready for bed or whatever but I mean, I'm so used to it, it doesn't really happen to me anymore, but, um, you know, it's, it's happened, and there's nothing more uncomfortable than that spin, and then you know you gotta get up, you're, you're trying not to have to get up to go puke, so yeah, uh, make sure you smoke when you're just smoking. And it's a relax, you know, you don't need to drive anywhere, you don't need, not that you'll uh, crash your car, but you'll, it's more of a relaxed thing, you want to relax, you want to, you want to watch a nice movie at night, and you're going to, you're going to relax on a Sunday evening, you got the movie planned out, you go out in the garage, take a quick little puff off your little fucking marijuana cigarette, your marijuana cigarette. Your joint, your blunt, whatever you want to call it. I use a bong myself. Or a U.S. water pipe, as as it must be called in the store, or they can't sell it to you because it sounds like it's going to be used for marijuana uh, if you call it a bong. And it's like, no, I'm going to fucking do my di fucking triple chamber diffuser fucking 
water bong. Uh, I'm going to fucking smoke tobacco through it. Yum. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So there's your marijuana report for the day. <sighs> yep. Now I could use some chips. Hey, old captain here. All right, Spam Chucker. I'm going to close out this episode with a couple little stories. So, I am 40 years old. And uh, the first time I got married, I was like 19. Got divorced at... I was technically 21, but we kind of separated after about a year. Um, She was in the military, in, in the Coast Guard. And then was going back home, didn't want to take me with, blah, blah, blah. So I started hanging out with, you know, uh, on a Coast Guard boat, there's the captain. Imagine that, the captain, huh? He's he's number one in charge. And number two is the XO, or the executive officer. So he had a daughter, and um, I started hanging out with her. And her parents... The Exo or her parents, they liked me a lot. And so they were uh, having, a, and we hung out a lot. And she was quite heavily into smoking, you know, the hippie lettuce. And I'm sorry, now you gotta deal with this loud ass motherfucking car that needs to fix its fucking exhaust because I'm sitting here in a trailer park. Giant campground. Here we go. Listen to this, motherfucker. I mean, I'm trying to fucking podcast outside, people. I mean, g- give me a fucking break. Anyway, back to the story. So, she likes smoking weed, anyway. And me and her, we had a little thing. I'll just say that. We had a little thing going. And it came time for, you know, her dad did this four years here and they were going to be sent off somewhere else, you know, restationed or whatever. Hang on. Swigger captain. All right. So they were having a going away party at a local bar. And I went down there and one of my friends I knew actually ended up being my boss later. (laughs) He he was a professional weed smoker. I mean, he got his shit right out of, like, Chicago and whatever. And so he calls me up, and he asks me where I am. Because he was just driving around. I'm like, hey, I'm down at the Stein. It was a bar. And he's like, oh, I just picked up my shit. He's like, I'll come down and have a couple drinks with you. I'm like, yeah, well, why don't you just come pick me up? So he comes and he picks me up, and I have never smoked weed before. And this is where... Apparently, I broke the written rule. I was already drinking. I was already buzzing really good. Never smoked weed before. So, took a couple hits with him. First time. We go back to the bar. I'm sitting at the bar still. I had a roommate at the time. And it's like 10 o'clock at night. And I look over and I said, Hey, can you take me and drop me off at the house? Why, what's up? I said, I don't even know my fucking name right now. Just take me home. I went in the house, fucking face planted on my bed, jacket on, fucking hat on, shoes, everything. 
passed out. Woke up in the morning to my alarm, totally fine. But yeah. So that was my first experience. Second experience, same girl. Uh, and this going away party was like a month or two early. But we still continued to hang out after that party. And uh, she wanted to see some friends because they were kind of close by in Chicago. I guess kind of close by, you could say four hours away. But she didn't have a license or anything. And I took her down there. And we went and hung out. We went to a bar called the Ram's Horn, I believe it was. And we were drinking, of course. Went back to an apartment with her friends. Went out in a parking lot. Everybody's smoking weed. I took a couple hits again. All of a sudden, I started fucking, like, blacking out. And I, I staggered sideways and leaned up against the fucking back of a Grand Am, and I fell on the ground. Then they start picking me up. I don't know how long it was. They said it was just like 30 seconds. They started picking me up. And I was like almost completely fucking sober. So that's the two times in my life that I smoked hippie lettuce. And both times I was already drinking and did not enjoy it. Did not like what it did to my body. It kind of took over. And I do not like shit like that. Like I won't take muscle relaxers. I took muscle relaxer one time. It was prescribed to me. Um... I have restless leg syndrome. If you don't believe it, it's a thing, look it up. Nobody really knows what it is. <clears throat> There's a few theories out there about what causes it. But it really sucks balls. And um, <laughs> so at the, at the time when I took the muscle relaxers, I, you know, I was just working by myself. I really didn't have insurance. And I went to a free clinic and they gave me muscle relaxers. So I came home and... Uh, Actually, I had, this is not too long after I met my current wife, and I took a muscle relaxer about 6 o'clock at night. Felt completely fucking fine. Completely fine. Stayed up to like 9 or 10, went to bed, still felt normal. I did not fucking get up until 11 o'clock the next day. And when I woke up, I felt I had no energy. I was so fucking drained. I crawled up the fucking stairs went upstairs and I went back to fucking bed on the couch until like one I have never nope never again will I take a muscle relaxer that's why I like my fucking alcohol because I can control it I every single time if I'm getting too drunk it actually just happened the other night we went out for the first time in like five fucking years okay and we left by 11 and I had three or four drinks, and I'm like, oh, shit balls. I know where I'm at, got to work tomorrow, started drinking water. I can just shut it off, no matter how much fun I'm having or what's going on. So, I mean, not a lot of people can do that. That's why I like drinking. So, those are my weed smoking stories. Eventually, one time, I'll, you know, try it again. Uh, probably while I'm not drinking. So... All right, Spam Chucker, hope you listen to this, and uh, we'll see what all happens here in the next couple episodes. We appreciate you guys so much. You're fucking awesome for listening to this podcast. Phonetagpod at gmail.com. Get those emails coming in. We want some more shit to talk about. We want to hear your stories. Thanks for tuning in. For Spam Chucker, this is the captain. Out.